0: Welcome to the Hive Mind. Welcome to the Hive Mind. Welcome back to the Hive Mind podcast. I'm Carl. Today we'll be doing the show solo. Uh, We got some fun stuff planned. I'm going to be running through my... Top eight, kind of a weird number, uh, travel experiences that I've had. Um, and just, yeah, it's a rainy day here in California, so thought I'd kind of reflect on some, some of the best experiences I've had abroad. And yeah, this this list isn't meant to be by any means like to brag or anything like that. It's mainly to, you know, kind of reflect on some of the best experiences that I've had and hopefully inspire you to go out there and travel and, and hopefully have some of these experiences as well. So jumping right in at number eight, I have an experience that I had in Dubai where I was shooting for this couple that one of them was a race car driver. One of them was like a professional skydiver, really cool people. Um, and we were just doing sort of some lifestyle type photos and videos for them. And we got access to this rooftop, uh, and Dubai, all the buildings are super tall. Um, they have the tallest one in the world and we got to go under the, the rooftop of this hotel that was barely opened. Actually, I don't think it had been open to the public yet. And I, we were actually the first people to be able to go into it as uh, visitors. So we, we went up to this rooftop at night and we met. So the driver, the race car driver I was with, he was friends with uh, Shake and his family, which is royalty basically. And they gave us this rooftop dinner, like, seven-course meal, like, insane. I I was sitting there totally not belonging there in any way, Um, just thinking to myself, what am I doing here? I should not be here at all. Like, these people are talking about, yeah, every weekend they buy a new car just for fun, like, and not like a normal car, like like a supercar. Um and yeah, it was just like such a surreal experience to be sitting at the top of this hotel on the rooftop, just like looking out over this insane city. Um, and seeing all the lights and stuff like that. And and yeah, that was that was that experience. It was I wouldn't it, it kind of makes the bottom of this list just because it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like with a bunch of friends where I something where I shared a bunch of memories that I'll remember forever. This was just sort of like kind of an insane experience that I will probably remember for a while. Um, But going to number seven, I had a chance to go to Costa Rica um, again for a filming opportunity. And what's crazy is the people that we were filming for rented this basically mansion in the jungle. And it had a helicopter Uh, by the way uh, before i go any further with these things like like the previous one a lot of these opportunities i kind of just like fell into and like like i said definitely felt like an outsider there so just keep that in mind i'm by no means this is like a normal thing for me but anyway they hired this helicopter pilot to basically land on the helipad of the house yes it had a helipad. And he would, you know, take us up whenever we wanted. And so we went up to film out of the helicopter one day. We took the doors off the side so you can kind of hang your feet off the side and, and shoot out of the, the side window there. Or I guess where the door would have been. Um, and he was like completely badass in the way he flew this thing. Like just doing these crazy maneuvers, going like pretty much sideways letting us get some of the most insane footage. And um, yeah, he would fly over all these waterfalls and stuff like that, like right by the water. And it was just, it was crazy. So that makes number seven, again, a really cool experience, not something that I would, you know, remember. Well, I guess I would remember it forever, but not something that makes it super high on list. Um, if you can believe it. So At number six, this is kind of like less so a moment, more so a day that I like was super memorable for me just because I was with a bunch of my friends, well, three of them (laughs) uh, all day in, uh, in Oslo, Norway. And man, it was just like, like it could have been a very average day. I wouldn't say it was like the most insane city I've ever been to, but just the fact that we made the most of that day possible is really what stuck out to me. Like we woke up really early and sort of didn't really have any concrete plans for the day. We just sort of went and, you know, let all our, I guess, reservations or anything like that go to the side. And we just just went to see where the day would take us. And we ended up like getting on a ferry, going to this like island that we had no idea what it was or where we were going. And then kind of just like took that approach throughout the day, which is something I like highly encourage people to do when they uh, travel is just really experience the culture and the people and kind of go in super open minded and try and not act like a tourist, just kind of blend in and see where things take you, of course, maintaining a level of safety while doing it. Um, But yeah, we did so much and the World Cup was going on during that time. And and we watched the, one of the matches um, at, a, like, a little viewing area uh, where a bunch of people were. were. And even though Norway wasn't in the World Cup, it was two other teams playing. But everyone was still just so passionate. It was just so much fun to, like, be around that atmosphere. And we ended the day, like, super started super early, ended it super late, just did so much, um, which was amazing. So moving on to number five is an experience I had in Tokyo, Japan Um, coupling this with right before getting to that experience, which actually, I guess is part of the experience was actually traveling to Tokyo from Kyoto was a very interesting experience. My, I was with two of my friends and we were trying to get there. And of course, don't speak any Japanese um, to get to Tokyo. And we were gonna take this bullet train and and we were just so confused by all like the subway or like the train stations and the signs and whatnot, and we got super lost and just had to like find people who were really, really nice there. Like people in Japan are incredibly nice and they were really willing to help out even though they really didn't speak English. They were just really willing to help us. And we eventually got there and it was just such a relief to finally get to Tokyo where we met up with a few of our other friends and then just went out to the nightclubs and stuff like that, um, that night, which was just so much fun and memorable because of what that journey was getting there. Um, and coupled with that, we also went to this place called robot restaurant, um, which I'll let you kind of Google, what that is because it's very very tough to explain in words but it's basically just like this show where a bunch of like actors and like animatronic creatures just perform like the most trippy experience you've ever seen and it's very kind of in this small like underground space and it was just it's very touristy but you just kind of have to do it when you're there in uh tokyo and it was it was incredible Um, So, yeah, and then moving on to number four, another sort of World Cup situation. I was in Paris downtown right when uh, France actually – not when they won the World Cup, but when they won the semifinal game against Belgium to get into the World Cup final, um, which was completely wild. As soon as they won, literally like the whole city felt like they were outside – just marching through the streets, like lighting off flares, doing all these chants, um, very jovial atmosphere. It kind of sounds like a riot when you say it like that, but it was very, like everyone knows, obviously very happy. All the cars are honking their horns. People were like hanging outside the windows, climbing on top of cars, climbing on tr- top of trucks, lampposts, everything. And it was just like, I've never seen that before. And it was actually, I was by myself during that because I was stopping in Paris before I headed back home and I had already split off with a lot of people I was traveling with. Um, so that kind of like takes a few notches down for this just because I didn't have that. I wasn't able to share it with a bunch of people, but I was able to share it with the the city and stuff like that. Um, it was just, it was just wild. So then moving on to number three, this is an experience I had in South Africa where there's a mountain called lion's head where it's a pretty decent hike. It's actually one of my favorite hikes that I've done. It's not, it wasn't too challenging. Didn't take us too long, but the view was incredibly rewarding and just kind of standing up there, looking over the whole city of Cape town um, with some of my best friends after having just like skydived and, and swam with great white sharks earlier that day that was just a moment I'll never forget a feeling of just pure hope and inspiration and and happiness there. So, and then number two, a very similar moment on the great wall of China, we were actually there um, uh, during sunset and yeah, it was just like a similar situation where we're just like on this incredible piece of history just looking out at the sunset and it felt like we were invincible there. And like there were hardly people, there were hardly any people around us. And we just like felt like we had this whole place to ourselves, which was just incredible. Um, And then that brings us to number one, which I kind of wanted to spend a little bit more time talking about. It's a little bit of a heavier thing and wasn't like necessarily like the happiest travel experience, but it was definitely the most memorable. So I guess to give a little bit of backstory, I went to Varanasi, India, which I talked about in a previous podcast, um, to film a sort of mini documentary for the camera company Fujifilm. And so, Varanasi is this very ancient city and one of the most crazy, one of the craziest places I've ever been to. Um, It just feels like you're kind of going back into the past. So, a tradition in Varanasi, the spiritual tradition, is that every time someone dies, it's actually a very much an honor to be able to do this. Is on the what's so by the river Ganges, there's um, a bunch of places called ghats, which is basically a bunch of like steps kind of leading down to the surf, uh, the edge of the water. And this river is regarded to be extremely holy and sacred. So, on there's this one ghat called the burning ghat, where if you're lucky enough, when you die, people you will be publicly cremated at this uh, burning gut and they literally never stop burning people here. It's tw- it's a 24 hour operation, never stops. They actually have this thing called the etern- internal, eternal flame that's been going up for like hundreds of thousands of years, apparently. And people have, you know, they cremate multiple bodies at a time and it's just, it's wild. And the thing about it is, they no, they don't let any tourists take photos of it, let alone go inside. So like we tried to film from very far away and people immediately got super angry at us and like told us to put our cameras away. because so we just didn't know that that was, it was so intense. So we were like, we have to get some footage of this. This is like insane. So what we did is it took a long time, but we eventually met the right people and talked to the one of the kind of directors of the the uh, whole kind of organ, organization there. I'm, I wasn't really sure what it was. We kind of just kind of got referred to one person that got us to the next to someone that was in charge, basically. And we were like, hey, like, we're students. We're like, we're really, like, interested in doing this. We're trying to do a documentary. And the guy was like, oh, like, documentary is like, well, BBC has shot here before. Like, how much you have? And we're like, honestly, like, not like we're students. Like, we don't have anything. And eventually through some bargaining, we got – the guy to give us 15 minutes to film in this burning gut for a hundred dollars, which may seem like a lot of money for that sort of time. But that 15 minutes I'll remember forever. We were like, it was kind of a blur. It was a mix of being a blur and also hyper aware of kind of my senses. So I was in there and literally stepping over like over dead bodies which were like lying everywhere I mean they were covered but just careful not to step on any dead bodies like just trying to get the shots like it was incredibly hot because all these huge fires were all happening at the same time around me and I was literally just like filming like looking at these people like getting burnt like you could straight up see them just like getting cremated. And it was just like on the open, like over like some logs basically, which was sorry for the graphic visual, but it was just so like mind blowing. And like, of course we didn't put any of that in the, any graphic stuff in the documentary, but it was, it was a huge thing to be able to film there and capture that. And like, I had like ash from these bodies, like just like my hair and like my shirt and everything was just coated in it. And like, that smell like I can still smell it and it was it was like weirdly like not terrible not as bad as you would think because I think they put on like these oils or like spices or something to sort of mask it but it was still this like very sort of disturbing smell and and yeah that was like something that it wasn't necessarily like my most exciting or like favorite experience but it was just like so heavy being there and just so impactful to see that this was just like totally normal. Like there were people there like hanging out as if this was like some sporting event. They were just like taking selfies, like, you know, Snapchatting, just hanging out. There were cows everywhere, dogs everywhere, like just such a surreal thing to see, you know, how people live so differently. So yeah, those are my top eight, um, favorite travel experiences so far. I hope to keep building on that list and hopefully surpass some of those. Um, And hopefully it inspired you to, you know, go out there and have some of these similar experiences. So yeah, join us next week. Hopefully we'll have a a guest on. And yeah, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everything like that. Um, Yeah, don't forget to rate the podcast and subscribe for uh, more episodes. And I'll see you next time.